Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 9 o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Johnson with you. Filling in for Howard Eskin at the lovely Borgata Casino and Spa right outside the Gypsy Bar. Wes Euler Engineering on site. Phil Jackson back at the station. Sue Schilling with your updates. 888-729-9494 and pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless cell phone. To Twitter we go. Uh, a couple people tweeting the show with their keys to the Eagles beating New England come tomorrow night. Uh, Janice tweets the show. Clock management. Always a key because of you know the prediction of a close game. You know, I, it's funny. I was on after I covered the Sixers game last night, and I was driving up here to the Borgata. Uh, Jody Mack was on. And he said, hey, can you jump on real quick, talk about the Sixers game, and, you know, on your way to Atlantic City? I said, sure. And after we talked Sixers, at the end, he's like, what's your prediction for Sunday night? And I, I had a long pause, which, you know, it's, a, it's something you don't want to do in radio. And I said, you know, I, my gut says I don't think it'll be as close as everybody thinks, but maybe that's the fan talking and not, you know, being objective. We know the, super, the New England Patriots Super Bowl history. You know, all, all the wins or losses are all close. They're all within one score. And, and I look at this Eagles team and, and everything that I've, you know, the points that I brought out about Doug Peterson needing to, you know, keep the foot on the pedal, and I think he's the coach that will do that and show them zero respect and look past that glossy emblem that is the New England Patriots logo and run up the scoreboard on them to, you know, give them no shot of – a comeback. I, I, my gut says I think the Eagles are going to win this more comfortably than most are predicting. And I hope I'm right. Allowed to be, uh, yeah, I think I'm right. I'm going to stick with that because it makes me feel better. Neil's on WIP. Neil, thank you for holding. Hey. What's up, Neil? My call. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is a first-time caller. I appreciate it. Uh, um, answer to your question, Mike. My thought is they need to play the full 60 minutes from the first whistle to the last whistle. Okay. And maybe even step it up a notch in the fourth quarter. Okay. That's a good – no, I mean, that's – and what you're saying is a crucial mistake that the Jaguars have made, that Atlanta of last year made, and several teams before and, uh, af- and after them. The, the, the crucial mistake of if you build a lead on New England, because this isn't the same Patriots team of old, to where, in many cases, they've had to come from behind in the fourth quarter in order to win, uh, you're absolutely right. To where you say, oh, we have a comfortable lead. We can give them a little bit of, of wiggle room. It'll kill the clock for us. And you blink your eyes, and you're like, oh, my God, they're within one score. And, you know, then you're running around like a chicken without a head. It kills teams all the time, but yeah. I appreciate you taking my call. I'm- uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Neil. I thought you were done. I cut you off by accident. I appreciate the call. Uh, Mitch and East Windsor's on WIP. Mitch, thanks for holding. Hey, John. Good show. Thank nice you. To talk to you. Thanks, Mitch. What's going on? What's going on? Um, maybe uh, with the Eagles, I'm make a little comparison before I get to my points there. Mm-hmm. Kind of LeBron. The only time he brought a championship to Cleveland and filled up his stardom for, uh, for a Super Bowl for, it would be the first. Uh, remember when LeBron was down 3-1 against Golden State? 
what a way to, to, to bring a, the first championship to Cleveland in any mm-hmm. sport in, in ages. Mm-hmm. Well, you had uh, they beat the, the they beat Atlanta, they beat uh, Minnesota uh, dramatically, not dramatically. Uh, no, they, you, you, they manhandled Minnesota. They owned every aspect of that game. Definitely, I mean, we can thank the defensive back for the Saints for for um, for botching that play. Now, they were just going for a field goal, Minnesota, at, at that time of the end of the game. They were that 61 miracle catch. But I'm hoping they got two 100-yard rushes. The defense line manhandles. Maybe I'd like to see Tom Hoy. I, I'll be honest. I'd, I'd love to see Brian Hoy in the game, early in the, in the game. <laughs> but maybe but maybe Nelson Aguilar wins MVP. He, he's been such a good story this year. What he a has. turnaround. He was looking like a buzz. Maybe Aguilar gets over 100 yards, too, and he gets the MVP. And thanks for taking my call and putting out with me. No, Mitch, I appreciate the call. Something, you know, that Bill Belichick does so well is he will target one aspect of your team, you know, and and pound away at that. And he's been so good at that over the years. When I look at this Eagles offense, who do you look at? Who do you say target this person and it will shut them down? You say Ertz? Okay, you could say Ertz, but look at all the other weapons we have. And to Mitch's point... Nelson Aguilar, who's been a great feel-good story, and I'm so glad he was able to overcome what he did because I wanted him out of here at the end of last season. I had had enough. He was just wasting a roster spot and couldn't be happier, much like many of the other players on this roster, to be proven wrong about. For him to be that player uh, who, let's say they, they, they specifically target Ertz, and they're able to contain one or two other players, or, you know, they, and they're targeting Alshon Jeffrey. And there's Nelson Aguilar coming up with six crucial receptions that extend drives, and maybe one of them's a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I, how can I not? That would be great to picture. Many people have tweeted me about how the Eagles are so good at home, and you're spending a week away from home, and you're playing in an away stadium. This will make you feel better. Yes, the Eagles were 7-1 and one at home this season. That one loss in an absolutely meaningless game to the Cowboys, which you know they could have won. So more or less they were undefeated at home. If you just take away that meaningless game, which makes all the difference in the world, and they feed off that crowd. Um, when tickets went on sale for this Super Bowl, the local Minnesota people obviously bought up their allotment. Uh, and in most cases, the, the home crowd usually gets like a, like a, a, a several-hour uh, ahead of time, they get first dibs on X amount of tickets. So when their team goes down in the NFC Championship game, who do you think they're selling tickets to? They're not selling them to new, to guys in Boston, to New England fans. No. New England was there last year. It's their third Super Bowl in four years. So those individuals who spent, who, who dropped down four, five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 for a weekend, including the tickets, did it in a sunny location. You think they're going to do the same thing for 8-degree Minnesota? No. They're going to say, well, you know, we dropped all that money last year, and it's great that they're back, but I'm not dropping five grand again in Minnesota. So it's Eagles fans buying up the tickets. So although it's the Super Bowl and 50% of the crowd's more of a corporate crowd anyway, most of that other 50% is going to be Eagles fans. So it's going to feel and sound like a home game for the Eagles which they will continue to feed off of. It's a great feeling. Ron and Lehigh Valley's on WIP. What's up, Ron? 
Double J, Our Neck of the Woods, can be renamed after the famous novel and Roddy Dow uh, movie, How Green is the Lehigh Valley. JJ, everywhere around here, it's Eagles. Mm -hmm. It's a great feeling, isn't it? Oh, my God, the supermarket, the malls, the cars, people you run into. Anyway, here's a creative way of looking at why the birds are going to win uh, number 52 here. And it, it takes after Monty Holes. Remember the show, uh, Let's Make a Deal on the Three Doors? Sure, which they, uh, they brought back Let's Make a Deal, didn't they? Well, oh, yeah, 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 it's on CBS. What am I saying? It's been on all CBS. These, all these redos, because it's, it's, it's like it's good stuff. So you Yeah, Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady hosts the newer edition. But, yes, of course I know the show. Door number one, if we let the Pat's mystique pervade our psyche, we get the goat. Doors number two and three, it's going to come down to six or so significant plays and who best executes them. If it's the Pat's, we lose. Yet R53 is better than their 53 for Super Bowl 52. Mm -hmm. That's why we're going to win, because behind door number three awaits the Lombardi Trophy, which the birds are going to fly home for every Eagles fan. And we're going to go crazy for the next year or more. Uh, yes, the Eagles are, and this is why I, I kept bringing this up, the Eagles are a much better team on paper, but the Patriots find a way to win. But, more, but to your point about... And, you know, Ron, I apologize for cutting you short. National, the national talking heads, I can't stress this enough. I, I, every show I do, I always seem to bring this up some, in some facet. If you're looking for insight and true knowledge leading up to a game involving your team, a national talking head isn't where you're going to get it. You're going to get hot take clickbait. That's all you're going to get. Guys that say, look at me, look at me, attention on me. I have nothing to say. I'm going to throw a thousand things at the wall and hope one sticks, and suddenly I'm an expert. That's what they are. If you want true insight from individuals who can tell you about every single game that are looking at film, locally is where you're going to get it. WIP is where you're going to get it. From individuals who, you know, who have lived in this area for many, many years and study the teams and have the players and coaches have been guests of their shows for year after year after year where you're getting insight to other individuals like myself who are in locker rooms behind closed doors that can tell you information you won't get anywhere you're not going to get that from a national broadcast which is why when i get asked so many times you know i'll refer to this week whether it be on the air here or on social media it's well the national guys this and they'll name them they'll say them name by name they're not giving the Eagles a chance. They say it's New England. It's, you can't overcome New England. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're looking at resumes only. That's it. They're not looking at X's and O's and matchups. They're not looking at anything. It's hot take. That's all it is. And in some cases, they just play it safe. That's why you'll rarely ever find a national person picking the Eagles. It's amazing, isn't it? So if you want insight, if you want real knowledge... You tune in here to WIP. Bill and Fishtown's on WIP. Bill, thank you for holding. Hey, John. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. How you doing? Hey, a couple of minutes ago, I heard you talking about Gronk and, and how he's going to choose and how, you know, it's hard to stop him. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that always really, really impressed me about Gronk is a guy like that who gets the injuries that he's had, when they come back, the player loses a little bit of themselves. Right. They're not, you know, but this guy just keeps, going and go like 
he didn't lose anything after his major injury. Well, I, you know, Bill, I'd love to see. I mean, this is different because he's coming off a concussion. Uh, it didn't seem like a severe concussion, and you know, like the true physical symptoms when you see somebody get concussed. Um, you know, to where they're a little hesitant when they come back from a concussion or their mind's just a little cloudy and they may be less involved in an offense. And I realize, right. I'm sure if we spoke to Gronk, we probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a concussed and non-concussed. I mean, he is the true definition of a meathead. And he actually takes pride in that. But, yeah, right. He, he lives that up. Right. But to your point, it, being a little bit less of himself. Well, you know, even after them, them elbow surgeries and stuff, he just never, you know, when, it, when a player tears an ACL or he, you know, he breaks a leg or something. They come back, and there's just like a little piece that'll miss, and it's not exactly the same point-in-case Ryan Howard. Right. You know, phenomenal mm-hmm. player, and then gets hurt, and it's exactly never the same. Mm-hmm. But another point real quick is the one aspect that I think Belichick is really going to go after to shut off down is the quarterback. That's the only thing he can really focus on that could really screw our offense up. Yes, of course. Uh, no, I, I, and Bill, I, I appreciate the call. You know, pressure on the quarterback, that's the difference in a game. You know, a handful of people have called in this morning and said, you've got to keep pressure on Brady. You're absolutely right. Of course. And the same thing goes, you know, for New England, who uh, their defense is not even average. They have a bad defense. And to be honest with you, I will be disappointed if they get a ton of pressure uh, on Foles. I will be disappointed. The Eagles' offensive line has been such an unsung hero this season, and in the playoffs they have been the best I've ever seen. I don't think it will. this two-week layoff and the buildup of a Super Bowl is going to change anything. I'm still expecting them to do what they've been doing. They've come to the reality of what's on the line. And, you know, while I'm, I'm thinking about it, that's one of the great things about it still about having Brent Selleck on this team. And I know there's team leaders like Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long, on the defense that can speak from experience and tell you what it's like to play in a Super Bowl. But Brent Selleck's invaluable. He's never played in a Super Bowl. This is his first. He was in the NFC Championship game, 2008, against Arizona. And he spoke to the team numerous times, telling them, hey, when I got there in 2008, I thought I'd be there every year afterwards. I took it for granted. And he's waited waited 10 more years to get back. And this is his, no doubt, probably his final opportunity to, to win a Lombardi. So instilling that in your players and the, you know, living in the moment. Don't think, well, this is just the start of my career. I have many years of this. And, you know, if, if I don't come through here, I'll have more years to, you know, redeem myself. You think about tomorrow and tomorrow alone. How tomorrow can change your career forever if you win. You guys on hold, hang in there. I'm going to give everybody more than enough time. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless. So when I see the tweets coming in, I apologize. I'll read some more on the other side. At John Johnson, WIP, J-O-N Johnson, WIP. Our time is 919. Welcome back. John Johnson filling in for Howard Eskin at the beautiful Borgata Casino and Spa in Atlantic City. You know, since Phil Jackson put that together, a little Sixers music coming out, Here's a, a brief snippet of 76ers. I know it's, it's 99% Eagles right now, as it should be. Uh, but just a quick tidbit. Tonight is the tail end of a back-to-back for the Sixers, who won last night. They were up 28 in the fourth quarter, held on to beat the Heat by six. That's a whole story for another time. However, tonight will mark the first time in his NBA career Joel Embiid will participate in a back-to-back play in both games of the back-to-back, at least 
as of 9.25 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the plan. That was the plan last night uh, as Brett Brown addressed us and told us that very same thing. And B, by the way, will be at the Super Bowl, uh, as he told us in the locker room last night. Six, excuse me, the Eagles have never lost when Joel Embiid is attending a game. Keep that in mind. Two little tidbits if you're waking up on this Saturday morning and you need a little, you need to get your blood pressure rising. I have two things for you that may very well do that. So the course of the last week, has anybody listened to Boston Radio? Anybody? Well, there's a group of fans, and it's not a minority. It is a larger portion than you think, who are expecting a Patriots blowout come tomorrow night. But it's not just a prediction. Hey, you know, I think they're just a much better team. They're going to beat the Eagles and blow them out. It's not like that. They are upset because the Super Bowl victories that they have had have been too stressful for them, that they've eked out. They've been too hard-pounding. They are demanding a blowout. Otherwise, they will be disappointed. I'm not joking. These people live on earth. These are real people, pompous, arrogant, ignorant people, but they're actual human beings. Can you imagine waking up and feeling that way? I, I... How do you conversate with these people? No, well, you can't. I mean, how do you, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not one for, for violence. No, I'm not. But it makes you feel some sort of way. One other thing, and I was talking, Wes and I were talking during the break. Wes, you were engineering here on site. Uh, Phil Jackson back at the station. And we were talking about the Patriots and their coaching staff. And Matt Patricia, who's their defensive coordinator. Anybody know what he looks like? He's got the beard. Wears a, a baseball cap backwards, and he has a pencil sticking out of, like, the hat on the side of his head. You know, like a coach would just to grab the pencil out of your ear and jot something down. Well, two things this week had me furious at the thought of him. The first is, I didn't know this until this past week. So his play sheet for games is laminated. It's laminated. So nothing short of a permanent marker can even be used. So the pencil is a prop. It serves no purpose whatsoever. He just looks like an ass. The other thing, media night, which is now called opening night at the Super Bowl or whatever it's called, uh, which was this past Monday night when the players first held the, uh, their, their meetings, players with the press. He shows up to this, and, and there are guys dressed in suits. And if they're not in suits, they're in Super Bowl apparel that just you know says Super Bowl 52 on it. He shows up with a hat and the pencil in his ear, like it's some kind of shtick. God, I will laugh so hard when he fails miserably in Detroit. What a moron. Mitchie Tools is on WIP. What's up, Mitch? Hey, always good to talk to you and always follow your work. I tell you, you know what the greatest feeling is? You just, you know, you're turning on, well, of course, WIP's on seven days a week at my shop, but, you know, you're turning on any, you know, any TV, mm-hmm. all talking about Eagles, Eagles. It's, it's a fantastic thing. I think the hardest part was getting to this game. I think tomorrow our defense is so hungry. I, I keep going over this and over this. It's, this, is, this is unbelievable that they made that the hardest part was the season. This is, you know. I, no, I, and this is something that Eagles fans need to get a grasp on, Mitch. Yeah. And you're right. We are so excited to be here, and, we're, and, I, and, I'm, oh. and I'm encouraging it, saying they are the better team. This yeah. season is successful no matter what happens tomorrow night, no that's, matter what. I wasn't going to say that's 
hit the nail on the head. Also, what do you think? Um, I was reading a couple. You think Deuce Staley's going to move on from here? Uh, why do you say that? There was an article. Yeah, there was a couple articles. Yeah, you know, people fishing around. I, I love him. I think he's going to stay here. No, I mean honestly, I don't know. I, if a, I imagine you know being a, the running back coach. If he, I, I've never talked to him personally to know what he aspires to be. You know, as you find out over the years talking to different coaches and. You find out some guys are just content where they're at, and other guys, you know, want to do more. Yeah. So I, I, I had, I've never had that conversation with him to know, you know, how yeah. he feels about it. Yeah. Only thing I was watching last is, you know, Brady. He still with our, our offensive line is, is superior. It just seems like he always has so much darn time back there to throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah, That's, and it always happens in crucial in crucial possessions when they are the most important. Mm-hmm. You know. I, uh, 27 24 to birds that's uh that's what i got uh, mitch i hope you're right man i appreciate the call absolutely hope you're right levi and overbrook what's up levi yeah how you doing i'm all right you, man you know you know um this thing has been analyzed from front to back i'm not going to try to put no more on the table than already has been put on the table by everybody in the world all i'm going to do is say look um nick likes rpos Mm-hmm. Doug uh, seems to give him the game plans that uh, suit him best. We need to put a game plan in that spreads the ball around. I don't want it a close game. I don't want it coming down to Brady having to have one drive to, to win the game because that's when uh, the referees are going to kick in and give him every call. You're not going to be able to hit him hard. You're not going to be able to do anything to him. So I want the Eagles to take this game right away from them early and just step on the gas in the second half and just pull away from them. No, I, 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 a, a close game to me is what I don't want. Because No, you're right, Levi. Something that, that needs pointing out. Brady loves to throw a handful of mid-range to deep balls and get pass interference calls out of them and extend drives, and he does it so well. And, you know, I, as much as we hate it, I mean, he, that's what happens when you've won five Super Bowls. And, you know, he, his resume speaks for itself. You're going to get those superstar calls. Yeah, so I don't want that. That's what I don't want. And I don't think that the Eagles have to be in that situation. I think the Eagles should wear, wear, wear down that line. That line is not as good. Oh, I'm talking about the defensive line. Mm-hmm. But the Patriots is not as good. You, you wear them down. We got running backs to wear them down. Wear them down by the second half. And it'll suck them win. So Foles has time to survey his RPOs and see who's open. Spread the ball around. We got guys, playmakers, well, all over this field that can make plays. You know, they talk about Belichick taking away your best option. Well, what is our best option? We got playmakers all over the field. That's right. We got uh, Burton wants to make plays. Sully can make plays. I mean, you know, everybody on offense, wants to, our running backs want to make plays. Jeffries, Torrey Smith, uh, uh, um, it's just a lot of guys on our, on our team that want to make plays. And Matt Collins, look, he might be a part of the game. You know, they, 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 they've schemed for a lot of things. But throw Matt in it, uh, Doug. <laughs> and let, let him get a couple fly balls and see what happens with that. Because you know what? It's all on the line now. We've got to win this game no matter what. I don't care what? how you do it. Where are you, watching the, game to, where are you watching the game tomorrow, Levi? I'm going down to my Shriners Club and watch the game tomorrow, man. No, I'm just. I'm curious. Are you the type of guy who gets up and screams and yells during a game? No, I sit there and map out the game. I stand in front of the TV. I won't eat anything until the game is over. 
and I'll just watch the play calling because, you know, I called it, it, it I'm calling this game 35-22. I'll, I'll give it that. I you know the reason being, Eagles have scored 30 points all, all year. Yeah. Uh, uh, John, I'm not taking any points away from them. I don't see the Patriots defense stopping the Eagles uh, offense. I don't see that. All I'm talking about, I'm looking at our defense and getting calls against our defense by Tom Brady. If, if, if our offense can do what it does, they're not going to stop our offense. Now, that's not going to happen. So it's us stopping their offense is where I think this game is at right now. And I'm looking at 35-22, really. Mm-hmm. That's my thought, my score. And I'm just hoping we can pull this thing out, bring this thing on home, man. No, I, Levi, I hope you're right, man. I appreciate the call. You know, I, just uh, with Levi speaking, it, I, I, tomorrow I'll be with you guys from 1 to 3. <clears throat> Excuse me from 1 to 3 leading into the Eagles pregame show. So <clears throat> after me this morning is Glenn and Ray. Uh, and I think uh, Marshall Harris is going to be with them. So you get a lot of great insight from Marshall Harris as well. Uh, and then, uh, oh, it's Glenn and Marshall Harris. No, Ray, so Glenn and Marshall Harris. Oh, that's awesome. So you'll get, you'll get a ton of insight uh, come 10 o'clock this morning. But tomorrow I'll be on after them. So they'll be on till 1, and then I'll be on from 1 to 3. And I have a great show planned, by the way. I hope you tune in. That has to do with, you know, just guidelines set forth at your Super Bowl party because this is so much different than any Super Bowl of the past, you know, with one exception. You can't have the lackadaisical, the I'm just here for the social event. I just like to talk over everybody, and I want to stand next to the TV, and I don't really fully get it. No, 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 no. Those people are not allowed. This is different. You need total dedication to a game like this. This is your team. And if you, your team prevails and you get that first Lombardi, you want to share those feelings with those you have been with all along. Not the casual, oh, it's the Super Bowl. They're having a party. I want to go because I want to be part of something, but I don't understand any of it. You don't want those people at your party. I, we'll get into all that tomorrow. Tim in Downingtown's on WIP. Tim, thank you for holding. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to call and agree with you. I, I, I don't feel this team is going to be that close. Okay. I think this team is going to come out and play with a certain amount of irreverence, certain amount of anger running downhill and, and going after Brady. I think the secret is you, you have to realize that these guys are the chance. They're going to get all the calls, and you've got to come down, and you've got to beat it out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you get the Brady early, and often, and don't give him a chance to go downfield like he normally does and get those calls, and literally put Fletcher Cox's body on his 40-year-old bones, Oh yeah, I think you're going to win this game. Uh, and, and to your point, Tim, I was saying this, I think, at the start of the show. If, we are so, if Tim Jernigan or Fletcher Cox can just get their hands on him one time and drop all their body weight on his 40-year-old frail body, uh, you will see a different, yep. you'll see a different Brady the rest of the game. No doubt about it. I mean, he, he, teams come out, when they play aggressive, they get ahead, and then they get scared. They start playing, the, they start playing not to the, not the lose. Mm-hmm. And right. I don't see yes. this team doing that. And I think Jay Ajayi runs with the kind of anger and the aggressiveness that that's, is suited for this game. And I think you just start pounding them. And then when you get near that end zone, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you, you bring in your other backs and, and – Finish them off. No, I, I, agree with, I agree with you, Tim. Thank you for the call. Uh, something that uh, the Eagles have done beautifully uh, during this period of that whole underdog thing with the mask, you know, is using that as the motivation. 
And leading into each of the playoff games, if you go to the Novacare Complex, you know, you saw posters up saying that the opposing team was favored, you know, leading into their matchup against them, which the players, you know, you see that every day. It's ingrained in you. It aggravates you. It's that extra, brings in that extra gear. I, I would like to hope, uh, and I, I would, I would, I'm guessing this, and I'd like to believe it's true, that the Eagles coaching staff is doing the same thing uh, right now with every national person, with exception of one. There, there is one national guy who, um, I always forget his name, but I, 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 Kyle Brandt, which I can't remember if he's doing it for shtick just to be different or he truly feels this way because he's been riding with the Eagles uh, throughout the playoffs. But I truly hope that they are doing the same thing with this team. They're showing every national talking head saying, the Eagles, come on. It's the Patriots. It's a dynasty. Uh, we're happy the Eagles got to this point, and it's cute and all, but it's still going to be the Patriots prevailing and, you know, Brady and Belichick and, you know, kissing up, kissing up, kissing up. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless cell phone. You're welcome to tweet the show. I apologize. I still see a couple tweets. I haven't responded to many on the air thus far. You're welcome to tweet the show, at John Johnson WIP, J-O-N Johnson WIP. Our time is 939. All right, welcome back to the Borgata, Atlantic City. John Johnson filling in for Howard Eskin, who's out in Minneapolis, of course, for the Super Bowl. And as he does every single week during the football season, joining Howard Eskin is Mark Lawrence of Playbook.com. Mark, good morning. Morning, John. How are you doing? I'm sure you're all pumped up for this Sunday big game on Sunday. Man, I cannot wait. It's been the longest two weeks of my life. So, Mark, the first question I have to ask you, what is the current line? Has it changed? Well, the line has gone to four and a half right now as we're speaking, and it's, it's kind of gone back and forth. The game opened actually a very small six, and then it went to five and a half was the general opening line, New England minus five and a half. It was immediately bet down to Philadelphia, and it continued to keep betting down to Philadelphia. A lot of Eagles money has been put on the Eagles in Las Vegas, and in fact, there's one anonymous better in Las Vegas who killed Vegas with the Houston Astros in the World Series, hmm. who has bet three and a half million dollars wow. on the Philadelphia Eagles. Not only on the Philadelphia Eagles, but the Eagles to win the game on what they would call a money line. No point spreads involved. Just the Eagles to win the game for at least three and a half million dollars. An unknown person, huh? An unknown person. He'll be known soon. Believe me, <laughs> he guesses that bad. <laughs> wow. Now, before I, I get your pick and all for the game, I have to talk to you about prop bets, and there are hundreds of them. Which are generally the most wagered on each Super Bowl? Unquestionably, the most popular uh, ones are the ones involving yeses. Uh, will this happen uh, or, or won't it happen? Most everybody wants to see their, the question answered yes. So they'll bet yes on will there be more sacks. They'll bet yes on uh, uh, scores, uh, total points in the game. But the most popular is easily the coin toss. It's just It happens huh. fast. It's, be, it's before the game begins. Everybody loves the coin toss. They're either catching up or they've got a lot of money to play with throughout the game off of that coin toss. And for what it's worth, not that there's, in, not that there's any handicap involved in the coin toss, but uh, there have been 24 heads and 27 tails in the history of the Super Bowl. So uh, it's been kind of 50-50 that way with the coin toss. And you can also bet the coin toss as to which conference wins the coin toss, whether it's the NFC or the AFC. Last year, uh, 
in, in the coin toss. Atlanta won the opening coin toss, and the NFC has really been on a big – they've won 14 in the last 18 coin tosses. Mm-hmm. But New England won the coin toss in the overtime, and that was critical because you know what they did? They took that – overtime coin toss win and went right down the field and won right. the football game. Right. Right. And, and you know, one particular uh, uh, wager I'm interested, you know, your opinion on and maybe what the line is right now uh, is having to do with the first quarter alone and how New England, and I believe you said it to Howard last week, how in New England Super Bowls they've never scored in the first quarter, which is no, remarkable. Haven't. So yeah, I'm curious, is there a particular wager involving the Eagles and Patriots uh, points-wise within the first quarter alone? There is. Uh, you can wager in the quarters, the quarter scores, and the first quarter score in that in the game on Sunday is nine and a half total points. Mm. So obviously, I would like the under nine and a half total points, given the fact that, as you mentioned, New England has been outscored fifteen to nothing in seven Super Bowls with uh, Bill Belichick in the first quarter of a game. Uh, unbelievably, haven't scored. Very conservative in their approach. Right. And for it to get over 10, you're going to need that would involve two scores. There hasn't been one yet, but it would have to involve two scores, and I just don't see that happening. I like the under 9.5 points for the first quarter. Okay, so i, I got to ask you, make your case. Should I place my money on the Eagles tomorrow night? Well, there's a lot to like about Philadelphia, unquestionably. Uh, you know, but we, before I get to the Eagles there, you have to also be aware of what you're going up against, okay? And, you know, with the obvious being Brady and Belichick. And, but I'll say this about Brady and the Belichick and their five Super Bowl wins. They've only averaged not even the victory has been less than five points a game. They've all been very close call football games. In fact, last year's overtime win against Atlanta by six points was the largest margin of which New England has won a Super Bowl game. Mm. So when the Eagles or when the Patriots are involved in Super Bowls, they're relatively close. Uh, But you've also got in the Philadelphia Eagles momentum, as everybody in Philly knows, this underdog role that they've inherited and, and have really, really taken to. And that's good because teams in playoff games who win games as underdogs, uh, really, really do well the next football playoff game. And that's the role for the Philadelphia Eagles here this particular week here. They're going to go in here off back-to-back underdog wins. And there have only been seven teams that have gone to the Super Bowl off back-to-back underdog wins. Right. Not, none of them has lost to the spread. In fact, the, the last time uh, you saw, one of the occurrences was when uh, you had the Denver Broncos in that streak that they had. Uh, they were underdogs all four playoff games when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, so the momentum of carrying off back-to-back underdog wins is is, is a huge I, edge. I love this case you're making, Mark. Yeah, it's a huge edge. Uh, and, in fact, there's another nice, neat little edge where uh, if the opponent you're playing, like the New England Patriots, is, is off of a win and did not cover the beat, beat the spread because they struggled against Jacksonville, didn't beat the spread, uh, those teams have struggled mightily. They've been 0-3 straight up and against the spread in Super Bowl games going into the Super Bowl game off a win and no cover. So you've got the combination of those two factors uh, at work in this football game here. And, you know, you also – Quite eerily, and I wrote this in the USA Today about when these two teams met uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, the last time that they played, mm-hmm. uh, you've, it was unbelievable how close their stats were. I mean, they were dead even for points scored, dead even for yards allowed. This year, they're dead even uh, uh, in points scored and one yard separating them in yards allowed. So, you know, we, we've got a similar contrast here in that sense. Right. Uh, so, you, you know, you've got that. You know, statistically, you know, that edge working for Philadelphia here, too. Right. There's another nice, neat edge here. Now, when when they give out the MVP quarterback awards tonight, uh, or the MVP of the league tonight, it's going to go to Tom Brady. 
Well, that's good for Philadelphia. Very good, yes. Yes, because the last seven times Super Bowl uh, quarterbacks that were MVP winners have lost seven straight Super Bowl games. <laughs> uh, we call that the quarterback curse, the Super Bowl quarterback curse, if you will. So, uh, you know, I'm going to back the Eagles in this football game. I think they come up and I think they win their first Super Bowl game. I'm with the guy in Vegas who bet $3.5 million wow. on Philadelphia to win the game on the money line. I, too, am going to play Philadelphia to win this game oh. on the money line. Oh, he's Mark Lawrence of Playbook.com. Joins Howard every single Saturday. Mark, I appreciate it. That's great news. Well, let's hope so, John. Let's hope it's a, uh, a parade like we've never seen in the streets of Philly and Broad Street. I might even join Philadelphia if that happens. Oh, I hope you do. Mark, thank you. I appreciate it. Mark Lawrence of Playbook.com joins Howard Eskin every single week. Of course, I'm John Johnson filling in for Howard Eskin. Uh, who is in Minneapolis for the Super Bowl, sideline reporting. I cannot believe it. We're a day away from the Super Bowl. Felt like forever to get here, didn't it? Let me squeeze in a call or two before we get out of here. Jabo and Horsham's on WIP. Jabo, thanks for holding. JJ, I don't mean Reddick. John Johnson, what's going on? What's up, man? How you doing? How about Mark Lawrence? I love it. That's great to hear, isn't it? I just hope he's not saying the same thing on his New England station. <laughs> but anyway... First, we got to get this out of the way. E-A-D-L-E-S, Eagles! 37-year <laughs> season ticket holder, my friend. Now, where will you be watching the game tomorrow, Jabba? I, we had a party at my house for the division game. We won that. Had a party at my house for the NFC, NFC Championship game. 30, 35 people, we won that. Okay. My sister-in-law goes, well, take some of the heat off you guys. We're going to have it at our house. I said, no, you're not. We're not breaking any mojo right here. It's a good move. Coming back two weeks from now, bring some food. I'll supply the beer. The bottle will be flowing. Now, are you all, are, will be flowing. Are you all right? Because it is a Super Bowl party. It's a little different. And, and generally in Super Bowl parties, you get those, you know, the socializing, I'm here that, for the yeah, party type of people. That goes on in the kitchen. That goes on okay. in the kitchen. That's in a good the TV move. room, okay. mm-hmm. it's, you know, the TV's as loud as it can be for that reason, too. <laughs> And I got TVs in I got TV in the in the in the TV room. I got TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. I got a TV downstairs in the basement. I'm thinking about going out and getting a little portable TV to get the cable hooked up today to put in the bathroom. That's Jabo. That's great. To, oh, I'm sorry, to cut you off, Jabo. I appreciate the call. It's great to hear. I can't wait, man. Tomorrow night. You guys on hold. If you can hang on for a few minutes, uh, Glenn Macnow and Marshall Harris are coming up next. They'd be happy to take your calls. I'll be with you tomorrow. 1 to 3 in the afternoon on the final show on WIP leading into the pre-Eagles pregame show. Uh, I have a whole lot of things that we're going to do together. I truly hope you tune in. It's going to be a great time. Um, I appreciate all the tweets, all of uh, some Sixers information i got to deliver out in, in a, uh, about 15 minutes or so that I'll put out on social media. But stay tuned. Glenn Macnow, Marshall Harris coming up next. Thanks to Wes Euler Engineering here at the beautiful Borgata. I truly do love it here. And Phil Jackson back at the station. Our time is 9.55. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.